Reading from Psalm 19, 7 through 9 from the message. The revelation of God is whole and pulls our lives together. The signposts of God are clear and point out the right road. The life maps of God are right, showing the way to joy. The directions of God are plain and easy on the eyes. God's reputation is 24 karat gold with a lifetime guarantee. The decisions of God are accurate, down to the ninth degree. The word of God for the world. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It is a gloomy day outside. I made it a little gloomier by closing some of the blinds. I'm sorry about that, but in the words of Arlo Guthrie, you can't have a light if you don't have a dark to stick it in. (laughs) So it's already a little brighter in here from the worship we've shared, so I appreciate that. I'm grateful for this opportunity to worship with you today, but I'll confess that I've got more than a little trepidation being up here. This is my first sermon. The unease I feel is I've been fortunate to know and meet and talk with some wonderfully gifted proclaimers. Sometimes I ask these ministers, what do you recall about the first real sermon you ever preached? 85% of the time, there's this painful wince, a grimace, hand gestures, or a confession of regret. However, I try to be an optimist. 15% of the time, the reaction is one, well, I've tweaked it, I've updated it, but still preach it when the opportunity arises. May we all be optimists today and that what we share falls in that 15% category. (laughs) I understand that each year you revisit the six core values of your congregation. Today, I want to explore the value of simplicity, a sermon on simplicity. What could be simpler? Just about anything I've concluded. (laughs) Simplicity is complicated. Definitions are numerous, and many have lectured and preached upon simplicity. Many a guilt trip has been laid on people on others for living lives that were lacking someone else's definition of simplicity. That is not my intent today. Instead, I want to explore how each one of us, wherever we are in our faith journey, no matter how entangled we are in our lives and complexities, we can find pockets and create pockets of simplicity. Let's share how we can create a space in which simplicity can be established, bringing with it a renewed sense of wonder and appreciation. As I reflected on this core value of simplicity, I realized that your six core values can be studied individually, but they do not operate in isolation. Like the individual strands that form a rope, your six core values are intertwined, with each core intersecting with the other cores multiple times. Your core values, stranded together, provide a true synergy. The strength and capabilities of the interconnected cores is greater than the sum of the individual parts. Experiencing simplicity is part of my spiritual exercise and faith practice. As Richard Rohr has stated, 2,000 years ago was the human incarnation of God as revealed in Jesus. Jesus is thus the lens that I use to focus on the scriptures, the teachings, and the stories surrounding Jesus. However, before the human incarnation, there was another incarnation, This was the incarnation of creation. Through light, water, land, the sun, the moon, the stars, and all the living creatures set forth in the Genesis story is an earlier revelation of God. A revelation of creation and a revelation that still speaks to us 
calls to us and can bring us closer in community with God. While Christ's lens that I use for the study of Scripture, the lens that I use for the discernment of the natural world is quite literally a lens. It is my camera. Through photography, I can combine the sense of sight with the goal of simplicity, such that photography serves as a contemplative exercise. It is a way of emptying my mind, similar to meditation, and then allowing that space to be filled with a different view, a different perspective. The value of this approach is not limited to photographers. As Dorothea Lange, a well-known Depression-era photographer, has said, a camera is a tool for learning how to see without a camera. A camera is a tool for learning how to see without a camera. The meditation quote in the order of worship is by Meister Eckhart and reads, The eye through which I see God is the same eye through which God sees me. My eye and God's eye are one eye, one seeing, one knowing, one love. That is a heavy responsibility. It puts a burden upon me that how I see is how God will see me. And this quote is not limited to seeing and vision. You can plug in any of our five senses, and it still works. The way we perceive and interact with the world is the way God sees and interacts with us. My youngest son at age eight helped remind me of the value of exploring the natural world sense by sense. We spent the night in Nashville planning to get up to Craggy Gardens at sunrise to do some photography and walk around. As we approached Craggy Gardens, the fog began and got thicker and thicker and thicker. By the time we hiked up to the grassy bulbs, visibility was maybe 20 feet. We walked around looking at the blueberry plants, the spider webs on the grass all covered with, with dew, the stunted trees, and then suddenly my son Daniel tugged on my arm, looked up at me and said, Dad, do you hear that? He whispered. I whispered back, No, what is it? And he said, it's the sound of nothing. And he was absolutely right. You could not hear a thing. The thick fog had suppressed the insects, the birds, no cars, no other people around. You couldn't hear anything. It was almost disorienting. You closed your eyes and then you can't hear anything. You almost lose your balance. The sound of nothing. We, sat, we stood there for about 30 seconds, enjoying that moment, and then high overhead at 30,000 feet, a commercial airliner flew away, flew through, and uh, um, uh, ended that sacred moment. <laughs> but what does this have to do with simplicity? We all live lives in a world of sensory overload. We've all been guilty of hearing but not listening with one person while we're texting someone else. We have all eaten a meal oblivious to the taste the aroma, and the texture of that food, that meal moment becomes nothing more than the mere ingestation of calories. We have had the frightening experiences of pulling into a parking lot and realizing we've got no memory of the drive over here and what we did and what happened. In our spiritual journeys, we need reminders that here is God moments are all around us. They surround us in everyday experiences and objects. For me, Photography is a reminder and a way to encourage me to slow down and see things I might otherwise miss, 
to be more interactive in how I observe my surroundings. My camera becomes a tool that helps me cultivate this practice of being more deliberate in what and how I see. With photography, in the tool of photography, I can experience these here is God moments. Photography is essentially about the interplay between light and dark, illumination and shadow. But it also involves a practice of visual discernment, a way of choosing what is important and what needs to be let go. One does not need any technical proficiency as a photographer to experience simplicity like this. It's about cultivating your ability to see with the eyes of the heart. In biblical and mystical traditions, the heart is a seat of our whole being. To see with the heart means we bring the whole of ourselves, all of our senses, to the reality we are experiencing. Photography is a record of the ever-changing face of God in creation. All moments are holy, but we walk around like they are not. They are all holy. Seeking simplicity can let us see that. A photograph can frame it so we can see that, ah, this moment, it's holy. Here is God. How do we put this into practice? I use a variety of approaches. One simple way is if I'm running a five-minute errand in my car, I'll say, for the next five minutes, I'm going to be very conscious and aware of shadows. I did that the other week, and driving down a secondary road, I noticed over half the road is covered with shadows at this time of year from the low sun and the trees. I never would have noticed that. The other day, I was in the triangle mode. I was just looking for triangles. When I got home, I was still in that mode, and I realized that this wrought iron chair in my kitchen that's been there for 10 years, I never realized it had a triangle motif on the back of it. I didn't notice. I went to the refrigerator and opened the door and glanced at the wall, and suddenly I spotted nine shadow triangles in that wall right there. So that's a simple exercise we can all do. Another approach is to change your perspective, literally. Sometimes just sit down on the floor and look around and see what looks different now from a different point of view. Stare up at the ceiling, see what looks different. Grab a paper towel tube sometime and go outside. At first, just take a look at the broad vista. See what you see. What are the five or six dominant things that come in? And now use that paper towel tube and direct your attention on just one spot. And now see what you see. Take an inventory of the five to seven things you now see. What you had first claimed was just a pile of mulch or a natural area, all of a sudden you can see the individual mulch, the fungi growing in there, the leaves that might be in there, and other things and details that you would have just skipped. In one sense, this tube restricts our vision. But in another sense, the tube allows you to expand your vision, to see what had been overlooked. If you could. It may have shut off. Well, there's no light projecting. Okay. 
while we wait for that, I'll just share a personal note that uh, this weekend's been a little intense. Um, nine months ago, I agreed to do a photography exhibit on the simplicity of seeing, which happened yesterday. And two months ago, Michelle had asked me to do this, and it just kind of converged. So my secular world and my sacred world have, have been traveling parallel paths. You've gotten a little cockeyed. Yes. Ah. Thank you. I was about to spit in the dust and rub it on the lens, but I'm not certain that would work. <laughs> so let's imagine we're outside in the woods in a mature forest. There's a pond nearby, and we're sitting down. So let's get comfortable. Now let's look up at the broad canopy and look at the broad view. Now let's drill down on just a couple of branches and look at the shadows and the interplay of the leaves and the branches. The multiple colors all a monochrome of green, but the colors are there. Observe an individual leaf and the vein patterns of the leaf. Look at the tree bark and the fungus growing on the side of the tree trunk. Birds flying from branch to branch. Closer to the pond edge, notice the reflections in the drops of dew on the flower stems. Look at the fallen log, now dead, but with a range of colors from the growing algae. Notice a lichen growing on a fallen branch. Look at the reflection in the pond of the limbs in the water that make it difficult to separate where the land begins and the water begins. Look at a drab brown floating leaf, but note it is matted by the reflected colors of the blue sky and the green leaves overhead. Be patient in this process. Give your time's eyes to adjust. Don't rush. Notice how 10 minutes later, the sun has created a new shadow or illuminates an object in a sudden and unexpected work of art. A few minutes earlier, that dried up leaf and spider may have gone unnoticed. Now, backlit by the sun, it becomes one of these, ah, here is God moments. A frozen puddle, suddenly freed from an overhead cloud, becomes a mosaic abstract of reflections of the blue sky, the green pine needles, the brown bark, and the golden sun, all formed within a geometric texture of ice crystals captured in a frozen mirror. When we go and practice seeing with new eyes, the images which surround us become an opportunity to experience the revelation of God. Here is God. Eleven days ago, I visited this sanctuary for the first time. As I made my way up the steps, I went into my photographer mode, looking for the simple, trying to tease out the extraordinary from the ordinary. I was looking for patterns, reflections, in small, simple details that I would typically not notice. I was struck by the intricate patterns and colors of your front door handle. When I entered the sanctuary, I sat and observed for a few minutes and saw the glow and symmetry of the offering plate. I noticed the abstract pattern of the glass pitcher sitting on the communion table and a candle reflection 
as it captured the blue highlights from the window in the sky. When you do this type of exercise with any of your senses, you will find that if you focus on the simple, you will have, a, for a few minutes, let go of some of the stress and complexity of your lives. You have established a more intimate connection with God. As the psalm passage today reminds us, God's revelation pulls our lives together. Let's look for revelation within the simplicity of creation. God's signposts are clear. Let's look for them so we can journey together on the road God has made clear. God's directions are plain and easy on the eyes. Let's use our eyes to see God, remembering that our eye and God's eye are the same one. One seeing, one knowing, one love. Here is God.